This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends Bryant and Smiley One, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, so let's dive into the offense. Daryl, I, I do, there's one thing about the Browns <laughs> offense, sorry about that, that I'm, I'm kind of wondering how it's going to play out. And maybe one of the reasons Deshaun, I, I don't know, like I've heard people say this, hey, maybe Deshaun played a little bit better because Nick Chubb wasn't playing this week. I, I think that's absurd. I'd rather have Nick Chubb on the field. But maybe it caused Kevin Stefanski to think outside of his box, or maybe it made Deshaun think a different way. And is this going to be – it was funny because we talked to Chris Rose about this. I really think it's going to be running back by committee. I, I, I just I, – I just, I'm having trouble buying into giving Jerome Ford the same number of carries you would give Nick Chubb. So maybe the committee is a little bit smaller, but I, I feel like Kareem is still going to be where Kareem is, and we'll see what happens with Pierre Strong. Like, if Pierre Strong gets hot, I say you ride that train. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be running back by committee. There's no question uh, about that. You look at what they did against Tennessee. That's probably what they're going to do going forward. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players. Pierre Strong, Jerome Ford, Deshaun Watson, Kareem Hunt, Harrison Bryant, Marquise Goodwin, Elijah Moore all ran the football. Uh, Jerome Ford got 10 carries, 18 yards, uh, followed by Pierre Strong at 6 and 27. Those are your top two running backs right now. Uh, Kareem got five carries for uh, 13 yards. Harrison Bryant's your QB sneaker now, uh, two for four. By the way, do you not love that? I love it. I think it's a great idea. Take yeah. the big guy, let him go forward. Yeah, it's all right. Marquise Goodwin, one carry for one, one yard. Elijah, Elijah Moore, three carries. He lost a yard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- that that approach that you saw – against the Titans because they don't have Nick Chubb. That's the approach you're going to see. I think Kevin Stefanski and the Browns continue to take because, well, that's what they have to do. Um, you know, Jerome Ford's a nice player. Uh, I, I just, he, I, I don't know that he's ready to be a bell cow back. What I mean by that, I don't think he's going to give you 80 to hundred yards every week uh, like a Nick Chubb can Kareem Hunt. Now I guess dealing with a groin injury. So here we go. Right. I, you know, not, not unfortunately, not a surprise coming back, and all of a sudden he's got a soft tissue injury he has to deal with. So, um, yeah, I kind of expect this running game to be a mashup. I expect them to be going 
empty more and more and more as the season goes along. Um, talked to Deshaun Watson about that um, uh, and a couple offensive players on Wednesday, and they just kind of feel like it spreads the defense out. And by spreading the defense out, by going empty, that hopefully opens up some routes and some seams for receivers, tight ends, and running backs to find some open space for Deshaun Watson uh, to get them the football. So I, I think that you're right. Yeah, uh, running game's going to be by committee, and then they're going to do a lot of empty sets. So just, I mean, to reiterate too, because Chris made me question what I was thinking. I think everything you just said was right. Like I'm looking at this Browns running attack and I'm like, I just don't see the carries the same way. And I, I just already explained that. But Chris just made it. I think Chris says the feeling that they want Jerome Ford to do everything that Nick Chubb does. And it, just there is no Nick Chubb or well, they want to give him the same amount of carries. And I'm just, I'm not buying that. So I'm kind of, I'm glad that you said what you just said, because I just, I just I don't see it, and I don't know that it's beneficial. If you don't have a Nick Chubb type running back, why wouldn't you try to find the hot hand, right? Well, they view they view Jerome Ford as being able to step into that. So what Chris Rose told you is a hundred percent true. Okay, um, but there's a reality to it, though, isn't there? Right, yeah, just exactly. Yeah. So I there, what we saw on Sunday with the run game is what we're going to see going forward. It's kind of like the return game, right? When Jakeem right. Grant got hurt last year, remember I told you the return game was going to be a hot mess and there's just nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And then Jakeem Grant got hurt again this year. And I said, well, the return game is going to be back to a hot mess and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, guess what's happened, right? The return game has been a hot mess and there's nothing that Bubba Ventrone can do about it. Um, and I kind of feel that way about the running game that, yeah, I think Jerome Ford's going to give you a little something, right? You're going to get a spark here and there. But if you're expecting him to do that week in, week out, I just don't feel that's realistic. I don't think that that's fair to him as well. He's not Nick Chubb. He's not a number one running back, at least not at this point in his young career. I don't think that he's ready for it. Now, that's not to say that Stump Mitchell can't get him ready for it, right? Or Alex Van Pell. Or Kip, you know, that, but right now, as we have this conversation, I, I don't know that you know that's there. And so they're going to have to continue. It's like with Elijah Moore, right? I mean, Elijah's not putting up these big numbers, but he's still second in the, in the team in catches. He's, uh, you know, getting some touches on the ground. Uh, you know, they're trying to find a way to constantly get the football in his hands to give him an opportunity to do something with it. But I think at some point, the reality of what's working and what's not working has to set in. And, and, and to Kevin Stefanski's point to my question on Wednesday, where he said, Hey, you know, we're setting some stuff up for later in the year. We're still working on things. We're still evolving the playbook and incorporating concepts and things like that. So I, you know, it's early, it's only week three. So I think it's premature to judge whether or not what they're doing with Elijah Moore is a success, just in the same vein, it might be a little premature to, to judge what Jerome Ford is going to be able to give this offense. We just, we need a larger sample size than just these two games that we've seen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. So I also think that when Kevin Stefanski tries to expand the offense, I think he'll do what he absolutely loves to do, and that's utilize the tight end. And and people that listen to me all the time know that I love the tight end position because I just think it's the blue collar spot on the team where you're, you know, mostly an offensive lineman, but you have the opportunity to catch the ball. Um, but we've seen, we saw it right away. And I think to replace some of that offensive mojo they had with, um, with Nick Chubb, they'll use David Njoku, Harrison Bryant and Jordan Akins all at the same time. And so I like, I don't have any problem with that. I, you know, I know people want to get mad at him about various things throughout games, but I, I like that part of Kevin's game planning. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. And I always look to see how it's going to be, especially in short yardage situations, because I think if you're a defense and you're looking at multiple tight ends on the field, you know that the other team wants to go a a very short distance and it's easy when there's one tight end there. Right. But when you got three out there, you've got to make decisions. If you're a linebacker, you've got to figure out where you're going. And then most of the time they keep one of those guys to stay home to block. I don't know. You also got to make decisions. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with that too, but I just think it's, it's a little bit of an interesting look with the tight ends. Cause I think with five wide, you kind of can game plan a little bit better. I think that with three tight ends, it's just, it's a little bit different. You may not like it. And I'll be honest with you. I don't really care if you don't like it. I like it. I like watching it. I think it can give Deshaun a little extra time if he needs it to, especially blocking. I just, and if, if they're going to be weak and we're going to sit here and complain about Jed Wills, let's get him some support. Why not give him another, another tight end over there? You can laugh all you want. I just, that's, I'm not, I'm trying Every offensive play, I'm trying to do this. How can I support Deshaun Watson? How can I make him a better quarterback on this given play? Yeah, I mean, I'm not spending every week complaining about Jed Wills because I I know what he is. So there's no – everyone else is. I'm not. <laughs> like, I, I've i said what I think he is, and uh, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, Hang on, I have to interrupt the podcast for one second. This is behind-the-scenes stuff. Hey, can you take the dogs out before you leave? Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, you're out of here. See you later. This is a very professional podcast where we do not, like, I mean, we, I, we've we got beautiful comments from all of these uh, Mensa types that really just enjoy the podcast so much, and they love when we, I'm like, I can't, can't believe, I, do we have time in the segment? I'm trying to figure sure. out. Yeah, we have 30 seconds. It, don't rip Meredith. Can you stop it, please? Ridiculous. I brought Meredith in to talk about Travis Kelsey. Okay. Me. I did. I'm and, the oh, one. By the way, blame somebody. It's me. What? By the way, it's the number one story in football right now. Oh, but no, it, no, no. Stop talking about culture. it. It's horrible. It's, it's the what? number one story in pop culture, not just the National Football League, but pop culture. Bill Belichick even mentioned it. Bill Belichick, yeah, you, who, by the way, says nothing about anything ever. He is the most bland, boring head coach in the history of media relations, and even he had to say that uh, Taylor Swift is the best catch uh, Travis Kelsey so, has you know ever what made. I can say? Anybody that doesn't – first of all, the story's going to go away in about a week or two, so no, it's just not. eat it for a week. And the other thing, I, I can't think of a better word. That, like, we had somebody call in today. It was a good caller. He's a nice guy. And I don't have any problem with him. But if you're going to sit here and take time to, take time to write about it in our comment section, you're a turd. You really are. I mean, find something better to do. And don't blame Meredith because she's – uh, has a little bit of knowledge of what's going on in the world. If you don't like it, don't watch it. I don't care. You, we have over a thousand people that are watching this, and that might be small in the world of YouTube, but I don't care. I don't really care. So stay off Meredith. 
You have no right to do that. You're a turd. Okay, what do we got? What else are we doing? Uh, I don't know. I was just reading a Twitter comment from our afternoon host. <laughs> what did it say? What did it say? What did it say? Uh, uh, since we're on the don't do it rant here. Yes. Um, some jackhole yeah. stole Terry Francona's scooter 10 days ago. Again? Not only stole it, but stripped it for parts, apparently. Oh, no. It, it gets worse. Defecated on it. Oh, are you serious? That is a true story. So Tito, as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, they're doing the tribute to him at Progressive Field today. The thank you, Tito. And it's his last home game as manager of the Cleveland Guardians. And 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 his 11-year run here in Cleveland's coming to an end. And what a How fabulous that happen? Like Second time in a year, someone stole Terry Francona's scooter. This time, though, it got crashed, beat up. And, like, really? So uh, Nick Wilson who's uh, one of our afternoon co-hosts, Yeah, posted on X right back to me, oh, like you've never taken a giant bleep on a scooter you just stole before because I was chastising whatever moron in Cleveland uh, went ahead and, and did this to the, the manager of the Cleveland Guardians. Like, really, this is where we're at. We're stealing scooters and uh, using them as outhouses. Like, and on top of it, it's Tato's scooter. I wonder if they, you know, I'm I'm sure they didn't know it was Tito Scooter. Do you think? I doubt it. Probably not. But still, what's going on in this world? (sighs) Oh, now I feel like really guilty because we were talking about gifts that the team could give. By the way, he wanted nothing to do with anything. All the tribute stuff. He wanted absolutely, and I cannot say this any stronger. Tito wanted nothing to do with video tributes or ticket sales or T-shirts. or That's not who he is. Yep. That's not, I think he'd be really happy just to ride off into the sunset. He did not want anything. And the team, what little you're seeing as appreciation for Tito, like the billboards around town, okay. that's the team like forced it on him. They forced oh, yeah. it on I him. I mean, it's 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 completely not in his personality. That that's why he never made any official announcement, even though like it was the worst kept secret in the world. Look, back right. in April, I sensed that this was gonna be his last year, just kind of being around the ball club seeing how he was holding up in that. Um, I, I felt like it was going to be his last year. Worst kept secret ever because he didn't want it to be about him. He didn't want a farewell tour. He didn't want all this. Stuff. I mean, I hope the team gives him a souped up scooter for a replacement. And hopefully like he takes it to Arizona and doesn't leave it in Cleveland. Cause apparently you can't leave anything in downtown Cleveland now. Uh, based on a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing. Well, here's the thing is like, I, assuming that if he was going by the ballpark and somebody took that scooter, there's tons of video out there. Yeah. If I, they can I, pinpoint the time when it was, when it was stolen, I have there's a tons feeling, of video out there. Well, they caught the last guy that did it. So yeah. I'm sure they'll have no problem catching this guy, but yeah, I mean, come on, really, this is what <laughs> we're doing as a society today. So that's my, I not hold my beer, but my get off the, get off my lawn, old man. There you go. Old man. Good job. I'm proud of you. Welcome to the club, Daryl Ryder. Welcome to the club. More It's Always Game Day in Cleveland coming up right after this. We're going to talk about the AFC North.